Christ is risen. He is risen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're coming to the end of the Paschal season, but we have at least one Sunday left where we will continue to sing Christ is risen and greet one another with Christ is risen. Throughout this season, we encounter, of course, the resurrected Lord, and the Gospels have various accounts of those who encountered him at, after his resurrection. Those who, if you look at the different encounters, each has a different flavor, a different takeaway, a different thing that's being impressed upon the one whom the resurrected Lord is encountering. We have, on one basic level, yes, it's me, it's really me, watch me eat, right? I really am here. This is not a dream, this is not a hallucination, this is true, this is real. Others, there's encounters where he restores and employs, thinking of Peter, right? Do you love me? Feed my sheep. We have with Mary Magdalene and her encounter at the end of the Gospel of John, the various resurrection appearances, rather appearances, that sound makes it seem encounters, let's say encounters, that we have with Mary Magdalene and our Lord is a very interesting encounter. She comes to the tomb, she encounters an angel, and she's weeping and wondering where our Lord is. And then the gospel tells us that she turns around and there's Jesus, except there's a problem. She doesn't recognize that it's Jesus. So she's asking, where, where have you put him? Because who does she think that this man is? The gardener. Of course, as I feel like I, these little things, I'm sure you have this experience where you have those things that you start saying, you don't, you're not even thinking about saying it, but you just kind of end up saying it all the time. Every word in Scripture has depth of meaning. I feel like I probably say this almost every Sunday morning. <laughs> but it's true. What, what if this isn't just like, oh, the historical reality? She's like, yeah, he looked a little grimy. He looked like he'd been digging around in the dirt, and I thought he was the gardener. No, the gospel is telling us that we're back in Eden. That paradise has been restored. That this encounter with the Lord, because it is an encounter with resurrection, with all of the intensity of the life and the restoration, the renewal that is there, just like on the road to Emmaus, there is this gap, there is this that can't see. And it's that his voice that she recognizes who he is. And then what does our Lord say to her? And this is one of the most fascinating uh, encounters, I think resurrection encounters, where our Lord gives a word to her. Don't touch me, or another translation, don't cling on to me. Hold on. <laughs> Hugs are nice, but like don't get a little too too much, right? Do not cling to me. Why does he say this? What's the rest of what he says to Mary Magdalene? I have not yet ascended. 
seems like an appropriate reflection as we are looking towards the ascension. There is, I think, for us, what I at least gather from this, we have a tendency in our spiritual lives at certain points to freeze frame God. Or we look back with fondness at a certain time when we've kind of like the newness of that encounter, or we, we want something that we know, that we already, that we want to grab onto, that we want to hold onto. But Christ's word to us is, there's more. For Mary Magdalene, it's, yes, the resurrection, absolutely. And as the church tells us, as we've been celebrating, this is the Feast of Feasts. But this feast is fulfilled in the ascension, and then, of course, just a few days later, with Pentecost. And it is in those spots, and I think this is especially when we hit dry spots with our Lord, sometimes it is because we have either pressed pause, that we've clung on to something, and our Lord is actually ahead of us, or he is looking towards something else where he is actually at, or where he would desire for us to be, yet we want to kind of stay, this is my like safe zone, or this is exactly how it's always been, this is my kind of spiritual rut, not really that in a negative way, but just kind of this is the normal ways in which I do things. There's often that God is calling you out of that particular place, maybe to a place of discomfort, he seems to do that with a lot of his disciples and a lot of those he calls, right? Abraham out of home, away from home, to wander around. Israel to leave at least slavery, which is bad, of course. But of course, once they get out of the desert, what do they miss? That King James, the flesh pots, right? That's what they want. That's what's comfortable. I know where God was. I know exactly how to approach God. And now we're out in the desert. Now we're in the wilderness. Now we've got a tabernacle. Now we've got a, a, a cloud. Now we have a flame. Now we've got Moses around to tell us something. There's all of these times and places where our, the Lord is telling us, do not cling onto me because there's more in store. I was going to say the rest of the story. Is that Paul Harvey? The rest of the story. That might date. <laughs> You're too young. <laughs> I know Paul Harvey. <laughs> but this is a, a challenge for us because, let's face it, we kind of like a domesticated God. We kind of like a God who's almost like a household idol, right? We kind of, he's there. When we need something, we go to him. But let us hear the Lord's word to Mary. Do not cling on to me, for I have to ascend to the Father. Go tell the apostles. There's also incumbent, not just your own clinging on, but you're going to have to go tell the apostles. And what are all, always the apostles? What are they doing? They've kind of been the whipping boy for a little bit here since a Sunday or two ago. They're not going to believe you, but that's okay. Christ is risen. Indeed, he is risen. Tomorrow morning.